Good afternoon, and welcome to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. Do you want to help make the world a better place but don't know where to start? Join us as we explore the possibilities on today's show with inspiring guests, uplifting music, and new ideas. So let's get started. Here are your hosts, Lorianne Rising and Uncle Mark Olmstead. Welcome to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. I'm your host, Lorianne Rising. And I'm your other host, Uncle Mark Olmstead. And today we're talking about two things everyone will face at some point in their lives in some way and one man's way of working through them. But first, though, it's time for our weekly Rise and Shine Adventure Update. Ooh. Cue music. <laughs> okay. Cue music. Oh, yeah. We don't have music. Oh, well. we'll hey, we'll, you're the music guy. We'll get there. To do that, right? La, da, da, da. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll figure something out. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's, this this it's last been, week has been more it, of an adventure than we thought it would be. It's actually. been a, b- a bit of a week, and we haven't even really had to go anywhere to uh, to be receiving it. But uh, I was, you know, busy tr- plugging away on my uh, my downsizing efforts, and and in the midst of garage sale prep for the whole you know week, I had the whole yard really nicely all set up, and and this was what Thursday. It was Thursday afternoon. about five o'clock. Ready for the big garage sale yeah. day on Friday. Had advertised the garage sale in like nine different places, right, for Friday morning. And and then I get this uh, <clears throat> visit. Yeah, so I was on out. Facebook and noticed a couple of friends talking about the fires up in the Portland area. And one of them mentioned the city they're in. And I went, wait a minute, that's really close to where our fifth wheel that we're moving into is in storage that we've been putting all of our stuff in. And yeah. so I went out and said, hey, Mark, how much of your stuff are you ready to lose? You know, because I figured it would be easy to downsize that way. Yeah, right, right. right. That's not the way I planned it. That's kind of. So we, we dropped everything, left yeah. in a really big hurry. And here's the thing. I remember when we left, I stopped because we have this one place where all of our keys are hung up. And I stopped as I'm walking out of the room and was staring at the keys going, I'm forgetting something. And it didn't register. <sighs> And then 10 minutes down the road, you're like, oh, I forgot my wallet. Maybe we should go back. It's like, oh, no, no, I got mine. So we get there. So you're really telling all the secrets. I, yeah, I, I, because that like, matters. Oh that is a God. piece that matters. It's just, I was in such a like panic mode when I left. Well, yeah, because you went up too. Just... But the thing is, it's not just you. Uh, we both, we, we both dropped that one. So we get, you know, the two hours it took up there, get out of the truck. We're all standing, staring at the fifth wheel. We're like, hey, you brought the keys, right? <laughs> Nope. So longer story shorter, we got to break into the window and everything got taken care of and we got the trailer out of there. But uh, yeah. it was it was a, a very long September 11th was the... It was <coughs> September 11th. It was yeah. September 11th. But but it ended well. It ended well because uh, when the we finally had the... Uh, one of the tires, of course, blew out on the trailer on the way up the hill in the dark. In the dark. Um, we were rescued by St. Officer... David, who shows up in the middle of the night, in the middle of nowhere with the wrench that I was sure was loaded into the trailer that I managed to, to get into the place where it was supposed to be. And of course, the, the lug wrench wasn't there. But then Officer David pulls in behind us and says, oh, how about this one? And yeah. so sat right there for the hour, two hours, whatever it took me to, to change the tire on that trailer yeah, it was and, awesome. And just, uh, it had a, we had a great conversation. The best conversation with a police officer about the current things with, going on with the police that I could have imagined. I mean, it was really mm-hmm. encouraging uh, at this space and time to hear from an officer how he agrees that there are so many officers that are being allowed into the police force who are just not qualified to be. And he talked Police about the officers. systemic issues and, and, the, and, and so many he did things. talk about, I mean, it was really just, he was so articulate and he was so kind. Very wonderful guy. obviously an inside perspective on things yep. that he saw happening and had witnessed. So and it was great. It was, it was I wound up, was he, he was definitely my shining moment of the day or shining, <laughs> yeah. uh, my, my sunbeam of the day, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, but today... Yeah. Today we so have we, another sunbeam with us. We do. Today with us is Forrest Farley. Forrest spent over 30 years as a small business marketing consultant, 
during which he took ownership of a category with zero revenues and grew it to over 140 million. At an early age, he found acting and has performed in hundreds of productions, winning over 75 acting and directing awards, including the Cincinnati Entertainment Award for Best Supporting Actor in the Musical Chicago mm. for his role as Amos Hart. He has also appeared in numerous episodes of the TV show Texas Flip and Move and done professional voiceover work. Probably would do much better than I am right now. <laughs> I bet you he's awesome. When he decided to retire from the corporate world, his motto was to retire to something instead that. of from something. I really love that. I'm going to adopt that's, that, that one. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. definitely taking that one. Yeah. On. yeah. Well, he's fulfilled one of his bucket list items by becoming a published author. His book, The Young Minds, is Forrest's debut novel about remorse, regret, and forgiveness that was inspired by personal experience. Welcome, Welcome Forrest. Forrest. Thank you so much for Hello. being here. <laughs> Hello, Lorian, Mark. How are you? And the most important thing is you're safe. Yeah, yes, it's, yes. Uh, Spending it, a night in the smoke. Oh, oh it was um, it was Forrest. really unbelievable. We we uh, had to park in the Walmart parking lot on the way uh, to back to the beach, and I woke up in the morning opened my eyes and had just been, you know, laying there breathing the, you know, smoky yeah, air indoors, and, and, and my, the abs, the, the room was absolutely spinning. First thing in the morning, I had not I hadn't had anything to drink the night before any of that kind of thing, you know, but the room was completely spinning like fast. Yeah. I mean, uh, so our, our appreciation for clean air has shocking. gone up dramatically. I don't know how those that oh, are living sure. in Portland are, are handling. I saw a report that Portland right now is number one around the world for the worst air quality because of the smoke. So mm. we are grateful to be back yeah, that is where it's and breathable. Yeah, yeah it's, it, was, it was quite the experience. So we're uh, prayers for things. all of those wonderful people out there. So we're praying yeah, for absolutely. rain in Portland, actually, is what they're... Well, thank you again for having me. Yeah, yeah. I really yeah. appreciate it. Very yeah, much so. Yeah, definitely. So tell us a little bit about your book, The Young Minds. I know, I mean, that's, it's a bucket list item. You've put your heart and soul into it. I, I would love to hear a little synopsis. Absolutely. I'll try to do my best. Um, you know... <laughs> when I decided to write a book, you know, I, I don't know if I speak for all writers out there. However, I feel looking back that the decision to write a book, well, that was, that was the easy part. The hard part is starting the process of writing the book. Mm. That's the challenge. Mm -hmm. But like any long journey that begins, you know, as they say with the proverbial first step, so it is with writing. It begins with that magical first page. Somewhere, sometime in my head, there was born an idea um, that perhaps I picked up, you know, as a sprout of an experience or a story that I, that I had along the way. You know, I want to start out by saying my book is called The Young Minds, and it is a faith-inspired fiction novel. It is not by any means a self-help book. However, it is in my personal thought that it could have some valuable little crumbs lying along the path of reading the book mm -hmm. that might just help to light someone's way if that is sort of the thing that might speak to someone. When they're in the, in but, the space for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, uh, you know, Certainly my book deals with uh, a couple of emotions that like the COVID virus, it has no discrimination about. It doesn't mm -hmm. care if you're rich or poor. It doesn't care whether you're black or white or healthy or sick. And those emotions are called remorse and regret. Mm -hmm. And we're, a lot of people are knowing they can those type of that kind of situation. Yeah, those type of emotions, you know, everybody has at some right. point in their life, some right. more than others. Um, and and I'm sure that if if you were to ask the listeners right now, what is an example that you could give in your own life? I'm sure everybody would have a story to tell. 
remorse and regret are tough emotions. I mean, they can mm-hmm. eat away at a damaged soul like a cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it can do it all throughout one's life. And unless they resolve it, you know, ultimately that person who carries that from a wounded relationship, they will pass away carrying it to the end of their life. And I believe mm-hmm. as, a, as a person of faith that one must, uh, anytime they're dealing with the whole subject matter of remorse or regret, they must ask the question, where is God in my own struggles with what I am experiencing? So uh, just as well as we are all built as different human beings, my book takes on a path of uh, words that were never spoken, actions Mm -hmm. that were never taken. Uh, And now one stands, you know, motionless at a gravesite that someone that they had a, a, a very open unresolved relationship with you know they have to they have to conquer that they have to deal with that Mm. in my book a 34 year old successfully published new york times bestseller author he stands at the grave of one of his uh, high school mentors and teachers who taught creative writing she was his life force, if you will, Mm -hmm. uh, pointing him in the direction of pursuing his talent, his passion, uh, and writing. And he left school and attended college and then boldly, boldly stepped out and entered life by having his first mystery fiction novel published. And lo and behold, it became a big, big hit. He was financially set for life as a result of that. Yet, who did he have to thank for that? That that success he was now enjoying? It was a dead woman lying stiff in a coffin that he had never returned in the 25 years since attending his high school to say very simply, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you so much for what you have done in pointing me in the right direction. You saw something in me. My family didn't see, and I didn't even see in myself, yet he never did. His name was Martin Hicks. And now, like many people who suffer from the words never spoken and actions never taken, he has to feel the sting of remorse that boils inside of him. Right. And the emotion eats away. And that wow. kind of regret is something that we can all relate to on some levels, even if it isn't necessarily a, a loss of a, of, a, of a person or something, whether looking back, I mean, right. I'm sure we've, we've all got things that we, we regret. Uh, did, was there a, a specific loss or something in your life that inspired, inspired you to write The Young Minds? Well, that... That is a very interesting question and a good one at that because uh, ironically, and this is like one of these epiphanal things that happened to me in writing this book was I finished writing the book. I did all of the edits. I sent it back to the publisher. We refined the edits and all of that was good and done. And then I sent it back for its last uh, look at before they started running it to print. And then I got a call from the publishing company and they asked me a question. They said, would you like to have an honorarium in the book? Would you like to dedicate the book to someone? And I Mm. hadn't even thought about that. Mm. And and they said, you don't have to answer it now. You can get back to me. And um, if you can get back to us in the next two or three days and let us know what you want us to do, that'll be fine. And so we hung up, I thought about it and I as I started thinking about what I wrote in my book, this emotion that we deal with, I started thinking of when I was a little guy in the fifth grade, all the way through the end of high school. And I had a next door neighbor that I affectionately called my second mom. Mm. And she was, she was as close to me as my own mom was. She was a high school teacher. She taught speech and she directed the musicals in high school and, 
She ran the debate team and all this kind of stuff. And she was very, very close to me. And in her own little Southern way, because I was born in Shreveport, Louisiana, one day she picked up the phone just as I was getting ready to enter into my first year of high school. And she said, and she set me down at her kitchen table and she said, honey, honey, I need to talk to you. She said, I, I have a vision. I have watched you grow up and it's time that I tell you something that you don't even know about yourself. And one day you're going to thank me for this. And I'm telling you, I want you to get to know the high school speech teacher at the school you're about to, to, to attend. And I want you to get involved in that. I want you to learn that because I think somehow, some way, this is going to benefit you and your future. Well, lo and behold, I took that <laughs> and I followed her direction. And lo and behold, I got interested in this. And that's where I discovered, uh, you know, speech and speaking and getting up in front of groups and especially theater. And I went to college and I majored in theater. And then later years, my job got me transferred up to Cincinnati, Ohio. And Cincinnati, if you know anything about it, uh, it is a highly polished arts community. Okay, before, I got involved in a lot of theater there. And before, you, before you go on in, into that, I, I want to yeah. ask a, a, a question about the, your, your experience and maybe what she was seeing as a possibility for you and your future. And, and, and by the way, her name wasn't Mavis, was it? <laughs> I mean, I mean uh. the second, <laughs> I, I, have, I had a speech debate coach, English teaching second mom in high school that we all called Mavis. I mean, absolutely love this woman. I mean, I'm, I'm, and since we, we originally talked, I have been looking for her and I have not found her yet. But maybe if, if you are out there, complete, please get a hold of me. Uh, we need to connect all because of Mr. Fairley here. And, uh, <laughs> but but I, I want to know, when you got into the speech debate and, the, and this kind of experience, what was the 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 benefit to you at the time that that you experienced well at the time it was uh meeting girls well there you go <laughs> there you go i i actually There's got to, that i got school, to kiss right? a sophomore as a as a freshman i think it was like in my in my first <laughs> play yeah. i should i should really have been an actor i mean it was it was destined from the <laughs> yeah. from the word go but a bit for confidence and well, those it, kinds uh, of things. Did the, did you have a, a a bit of an experience of growth in that area as well? You know, it. Um, I the college I went to, we were very privileged. We had um, once a year a couple of you know name stars come in and they acted with all the students. Mm -hmm. So I had the privilege of learning from some of them, and mm -hmm. then in later years it it helped me in my career as well um, mm -hmm. because the career I chose uh, had a lot of speaking to do, uh, motivating people to, uh, to do the things they had to do in their job, motivating customers and reaching customers in a way that, you know, I, I had to separate myself from everybody else that was in my competition space. Mm -hmm. So that's really what, you know, and in my later years, uh, before I retired, um, you know, I went to work for a company and that was, you know, practically a hundred percent of my job was getting right. up in front of lots, hundreds of well, distributors would... and finding a way to change their mindset. Be the man. Motivate yeah. Them. And that yeah, absolutely the art and skill. That's a super application. But, uh, for to finish the quick story yep, yep. of my, my yeah, mentor. Definitely. Um, I like you, I want, I had, you have a Mrs. Mavis. I had a dot Sibley and that was her name. Mm -hmm. And I had to find her. I had not spoken to her in over 25 years. And so I somehow, I didn't even know if she was alive. And so I found a way somehow, some, some way on Facebook, I found her great granddaughter mm -hmm. and wow. lo and behold, I told her what I was trying to do. I was trying to reach her great grandmother and I get a phone call and the phone call is, she says, Forrest, this is your second mom. 
<laughs> Has my prodigal son come home finally? Oh, wow. <laughs> I said, oh, I lost so it. Of course I lost it. Oh, man. And since then, uh, she is 91. She's just as spirited and as sharp as she ever was when I was growing up. That's and awesome. she lives, I live in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And, you know, my goal is to get over there right now. She's got a husband who has got dementia and he needs 24 seven help. And so we're trying to find a way to, to reconnect. Um, but uh, I did dedicate my book to her and I just literally mm. yesterday mailed her copy to her. Hey, all right. Awesome. Congratulations. That is so cool. All right. Go dot, so go dot, go dot, go dot. I always oh. loved going back and visiting yeah. teachers and stuff like that, whether it was elementary school or middle school or, or whatever. I, I think my most favorite teacher was probably my kindergarten teacher, though. Wow. Really? Yeah. He, the one that, the first day I remember him coming I into mean, the they classroom make... and, and, he was so tall, he had to duck to get through the door. Oh, man. <laughs> Tiny little kids. And huge guy. Right, exactly. And he was just a big teddy bear. That's awesome. I loved him. He was so encouraging and so wonderful. They do form. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. They form, form lasting impressions. That's very for sure. much so. Well, yeah. with a story. So you had already written the story, the, the book, yeah. before you had yeah, really before. remembered and so it was actually in the dedication that you came up with this. So uh, the, the, it must have yeah. been unconscious something going on there. Yeah, I, I would. Don't know. That's, there that's had amazing. to be. That's what I. That's what I figured. I said this is a God moment. It's like Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. I think in some way he pointed me in this direction so I mm -hmm. could come to terms with something. So if and when she left me, you know, mm -hmm. unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as was the case with one of my main characters in my book. Wow. I didn't have to stand there at her graveside because mm -hmm. the last time I saw her was when my mom died. Mm -hmm. And that was, like I said, almost 30 years ago. Wow. And now I've reconnected and I've got a second chance. And wow. I told yeah. her, I immediately sent her all these clippings I had and all these pictures and photographs of me in different productions that I had done over the years. And I said, I have you to thank for this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, I will never leave you ever again. Mm -hmm. And so she and I, we speak two or three times a week now. And she, <laughs> when I say she's my second mom, she's now my first mom. There you go. Mm -hmm. There you that go. So wow. I bet that is as meaningful oh, for her just as a human being, oh, as mom, as teacher to know the impact she's had on you. That is so special. Absolutely. I know it does. I know. I know it does. So. Well, we, we actually do need to take a short break, um, but this is a great opportunity for our listeners to take a moment to get on your phone or computer and find and follow us on your favorite social media channel. Yes, Just please. Rise Absolutely. and shine as one. And that's the numeral one at the end. Just think number one. Well, yeah, we are number yeah, one, number right? One, yeah. Right. So rise and shine as one on number Facebook, one. Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You mm -hmm. can also find direct links to our social media on the contact us page on our website at riseandshineasone.com. So come and connect with us. All right. And after the break, you'll hear a song inspired by an important teacher in my life. Stay tuned for the sole reason right after this. In our changing world, how can you protect the self-esteem, confidence, and dreams of the children you love in just five minutes a day, even from a distance? To learn more about Uncle Mark's best indie book award-winning kids book, his music, and resources to support families, visit truesunbeam.com. And if you're an author or musician with a similar mission, learn how to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. Visit Uncle Mark at truesunbeam.com. Are you a woman who's tired of staying silent and people-pleasing at the expense of your own health, wealth, and happiness? Discover the roadmap to self-confidence and freedom in Laurieann Rising's international award-winning book, You, Rising, Reclaim Your Life, Live Your Purpose. And if you're an author whose nonfiction or memoir makes a powerful difference, you're invited to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. For books, resources, and show details, visit lauriannrising.com. 
Reflecting on the lessons that you've shared for years While stepping through stages of laughter and tears I'm reading the writing in front of my eyes Where the words of a prayer now appear The soul reason The soul reason is love So many times I've heard your voice say Words that I've needed to hear in my day The picture you're painting is always so clear In my heart your message will stay The soul reason The soul reason is love I'm living in gratitude Every day But I've got you with me To show me the way And knowing down deep In this love I will stay I know that I know Why I'm here And the answers Are perfectly The soul reason is love As we stand in the truth Your glorious birth Clearly you've shown What perceptions are worth In living your lessons I find myself free To be who I came here to be The soul reason The soul reason is love The soul reason The soul reason is love The soul reason The soul reason is love Welcome back. You're listening to Rise and Shine, and that was Soul Reason, an original by our very own Uncle Mark Olmsted. It's available to download on his website at truesunbeam.com. And you mentioned that that was about a teacher, actually. Yes, it actually was. One of my uh, mentor, spiritual teachers um, had had a birthday, and I wrote that. For her birthday so it's actually kind of a slash uh, birthday song slash uh gratitude song and i'm i'm very grateful for the teachers in my life and it's really awesome to be talking about one and the uh and and our our guest forrest fairley's relationship with with his and his book the young minds um and his personal experience in writing it. So actually, I was kind of curious in terms of while we're talking about music here for us, uh, how does, how does uh, music play a role in your life or in your writing process? Um, well, in my life in the past, uh, very much because I, like I said earlier, I was involved quite a bit in theater on stage. In uh, name a musical and I pretty close i'm pretty sure i did it so you were um, actually singing and doing the actual oh yeah oh, awesome yeah. awesome for sure. For sure. you're for the sure. man and then in uh, my later life um performing as well um i've also since retired down here in the dallas fort worth area and i actively sing uh in our church uh, i prefer to sing contemporary christian music at our worship services um 
on an active basis. And, you know, I feel very much like music uh, is food for the soul. Mm. And I think, um, you know, that's why we have church choirs and that's why it is so sad right now with this uh, virus, Mm -hmm. you know, for people who actively go to church, that's the one thing all of them have said is how much they miss Mm. their choirs and the music. And uh, because, you know, choirs can't sing now in church settings. So I had a good friend of mine who, uh, when I finished writing this book, I, I sent him, you know, my first draft. And I said, you read a lot. I trust your knowledge. Uh, you're a smart dude. And I want you to tell me what you think about it. And so he came back and he said, um, it was music. I mean, your words were music. Wow. In what I read, uh, and and he loved, and he used the word tonality of my storytelling within my novel, and that was probably the biggest compliment I think I could ever do. He yeah. said it was akin to one listening a really good tune. And wow. for that moment in time, I was, you know, as one is with and in a good song, you know, I think that's how lyrics and also the words on paper in a good book can sing to the ears of Mm. one of the readers who are reading the book. And I think most readers would tell you it's kind of an orchestration of words that puts that to to work. You know, I, I I think um, a thing that somehow I personally believe is one of those rare God moments is it is, it is penetrating uh, what I mean by uh, the very fact that um, it is a direct energy right to the soul. When you're, when you're sitting there in church, for example, and you hear someone singing and if it's moving the congregation, and that is after all what a choir is up there to do, Mm -hmm. it is their job to move people closer to the path of God. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's how they do that. And sometimes when it works, oh, it is a remarkable thing. It's, it's so amazing that, that we're, I, I think we're, it ties in so much that we're vibrational beings. I mean, we're, we're made of matter, right? Which is, yeah. which is what? Vibrating energy, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so it, it's, it's it, to me, it just feels like it's the closest uh, form of, of being as authentic you know, as, as true to our, our essence, basically, you know, and, and so when, yeah, like you're, you're describing when you find a good song, when you have a, and especially with harmony, you know, cause then, then you're tying in with synergy and, and all of that. And it's just, I, I you know, it's, uh, it's really funny that you say that because um, one of the things I did uh, in promoting this book was I put a video promo trailer together mm-hmm. and it's on my, website that is being uh, bannered on your podcast. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my friends have come back and they said, you know what? We love, we love your promo video and we really like the music. It inspired us to go out and buy your book. Wow. And that's the power of music. That's the absolutely. Power. There you go. Well, so now, Oh, go ahead. Well, I, I was just really curious. I mean, to have a compliment like that, That's, to say that your your novel, your story, the way you've written it is in its own way, its own melody and its own music and lyrical. Like, yeah. what is that writing process like to be able to create that kind of, of writing? What, what was that like for you? It was, um, it, it really was an inspirational experience. And, you know, I mean, everybody in the world is not a writer. And I'm not saying that I'm the best writer, but I am a good storyteller. And I think that that is the magic of any good book is to tell a good story that keeps the reader from wanting to put the book down. And the way my book runs throughout its uh, almost 240 pages is practically every chapter kind of leaves you wanting to get to the next chapter to find out the resolve of the action. <laughs> and, one of those. You know, yeah, one of those. Uh, 
love okay. hate relationship me too. <laughs> those uh-huh. are the books that keep me up all night you know yeah, yeah I, I, you know that that happens because I a lot of people it. are like that they get into a book and they just can't put it down well now it's perfect for you and, and it, awesome. it makes total sense that you're combining the theater now with the right. uh the, the then marketing experience that you've right. had so now you you know the hook the power of the hook. Uh-huh. Well, and it's all about, you know, it's, it's the same thing in advertising is that's effective advertising yep. keeps people coming back. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Yeah, well, so, 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 so readers are in store for a ride. It sounds yes. like. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Definitely are. In fact, uh, so start reading in the morning, yes. not when you go to bed. Without That's an agenda for the day. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> sure. Okay. All right. For We're sure. prepared now. Yeah. Perfect. So I love finding out. I mean, writing is such an internal process. And mm-hmm. I know anytime I sit down to write something, it's like, okay, I've got this idea in my head, but there's always a surprise somewhere in the middle of it for me. And I'm curious what. Was there a surprise for you? What did, what did you learn about yourself in the writing process? Well, you know, I'm, I'm a type of person that, you know, I, I like to think that I'm a very upbeat uh, person and that I'm very, um, I have hope for tomorrow. Um, and every night when I go to bed and put my head on the pillow, I, to myself, I say, did I do something today to leave a footprint? Mm. In some small way or big way, whatever that could be. A, a footprint can be defined simply as, you know, throughout the day, did you possibly, you know, see someone that you know or don't know and give them a compliment? Something that lifts them up, makes them feel better. And all that may sound Pollyanna and everything, but it, you know, it mm. really does work. Whether that's standing in a food line at a restaurant mm-hmm. and you notice out of the corner of your eye behind you as a first responder or a police officer or a military person. And you say your heart tells you that today would be a good day to buy that person a meal. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you're doing it for the ego lift of doing it. It's just, you're doing it because it's leaving a footprint, a footprint for others to see once you've left this earth. And that's really where this book started for me. Mm -hmm. It was this character that I created in this instructor who saw this vision for this character, Martin Hicks, the publisher, the guy that the author who Mm -hmm. books sold, she saw something, but she did that with all of her thousands upon thousands of students. She was able to lay down footprints Mm-hmm. teach by them. And she had this, she had this saying that she recited every day of class and it was her young minds speech. Mm. And I'm not going to say it <laughs> right now because that's giving away a lot the of hook. the book. I will tell you, um, you know, it's kind of that, that I took that as the essence of this purse created this person in this character and I marched them along and what this 34-year-old man who was standing in the cemetery, postage-sized cemetery of an old Catholic church in New York City, and he realized that he had missed out on all the great stuff that could have happened between a relationship after he had graduated from school. And he knew that he had to do something or it was going to kill him. Otherwise, he had to find a path to redemption. He had to conquer remorse and regret and that really was what spoke to him and somehow some way he you know temporarily forgot the big guy upstairs and his whole process of trying to resolve his life and in his journey ahead he would find himself with twists and turns that he could not even believe or that he could not even dream of in writing his next book his next fiction mystery mm-hmm. so wow. if that helps uh, to answer what you just asked i hope it does and that's mm-hmm. kind of the way i went about it and there were times when i'd be writing the book and it would be i swear to you my hands were at the keyboard and my mind was just dictating to my hands and that's what we call the writer's high 
Yeah. And I was, I, I got that sometimes. And then there are other times I could not figure out where I wanted to take the book next. And so it stayed dormant and it went on chill for about three months before all of a sudden I might be out exercising or something. And all of a sudden something hits me out of the blue. And that's the next chapter. Now that's is, the next path I can take. So, so this, this ties into your, to your writing process. I'm kind of curious about maybe for first time writers that are, that are up against their, mm-hmm. the, that, that goal for themselves or that desire to, to, say something how do you what would you say to a first-time writer in terms of how to get started or or what's your process around well i would tell the first-time writer to reflect in fact i just did this my nephew uh wants to start writing and he keeps the daily journal and everything and he asked me what can i what can i do and i said well i know what you can do but i'm not going to tell you exactly what to do but i will tell you this the best books are based upon personal experiences or stories that you can retell in a way that other people, it will affect them. It will affect not only the eyes they read the words with, but the heart that they have whenever they've gotten to the final page about the book. And the more you can do that, the more you can reflect that real feeling, that real sensory you know, the better your book's going to be. Mm-hmm. And that's really kind of what I tried to do uh, in a fictional way with the characters that I have in this book. Mm-hmm. And that's the advice I would give someone is to start from that and just scratch out something that happened to, it could have been a, an embarrassing, something that happened as a child or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That is so awesome. beautiful. I mean, that that authenticity mm-hmm. and the heart and the soul comes through that way. And it's amazing to me how sometimes the greatest truth comes through fiction. And we can see it, we let it in mm-hmm. in a different way. It's, it's mm-hmm. just so cool. Yeah. And very I'm, well put. I'm yeah. really curious, you know, knowing that what what would you most want readers to take away from your book? Well, I think my book deals with these emotions and I dare say that anybody that picks this book up can relate to those emotions in one way or the other. And some of them can be really, really tough and others can be something maybe as to your point, Mark earlier, maybe you lost a business uh, in mm-hmm. your life. And that really cost you a marriage or a family or lots of money. You know, the thing that I want them to have as a result of this is hope. There is hope. There is always hope. And I think at the center of that hope uh, is faith. Faith found in doing something that a lot of people simply don't do when they think about their own faith. And that is You know, they sit around and they want to hear from God, like he's going to pick up the telephone and call them. Um, Mm -hmm. When in reality, that's really more up to you. Because when you listen, not with your ears, but your heart, that's the opportunity to hear God in a way. I know that's happened to me in my life on a couple of big occasions. And, um, you know, I think that that's the thing that comes out of my book that I want people to know is that if you have a lot of remorse, you know, you can, you can conquer this. And it all starts and ends by first and foremost, forgiving yourself for whatever happened in a relationship. You Mm -hmm. can't go to the next step unless you forgive yourself. And then the next thing is, where does God fit in all of this complication because that's the one thing that that's the one thing that this main character in my book forgot to do Mm -hmm. he forgot to involve god in his journey to conquer remorse right well i think that's and i've been studying some of these things re revisiting some things about the power of the questions that we're asking and and seeing Mm -hmm. how how much uh how automatic i guess um our our knee-jerk responses to certain situations can become over time. And even though we know uh, maybe or have learned on some level at some point in our life, oh, yeah, we've got we've to be, you know, not 
speaking so negatively about ourselves and not, you know, and, and, and being nicer to ourselves, it's really easy to forget that. And like you're saying, get away from, from that, that early teaching or whatever. And, well, and especially um, when difficult things happen. Well, I, mean, I, you know, we've in we've, spades. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. on this show, I've talked a bit before about having lost my kids and and that situation and and how difficult that has been. And a huge part of the process has been forgiveness work mm-hmm. to be able to move forward. Yep. Just and imagine it's it's challenging sometimes and mm-hmm. it is one of that forgiveness work does help shift the questions for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and and just imagine especially in a world that we live in today where every night on the nightly news we're being bombarded by negativity and divisive you know yep. acts mm-hmm. that are being made right you know if everyone just tried to put down a foot right Think about that, a footprint. Yeah. It can be small, it can be big. Yeah. And they did that every day. If everybody in the world on the planet Earth did that every day, yep. what a wonderful place we would well, have to live in. Thanks for the not, endorsement. It's not a wonderful place. But it's, it's, it's all about practicing what you walk. That is, that's, well, I was going to say that reminds me of the shining moments. That this is about. the, this is exact. Thank you for the endorsement there. I, we, <laughs> we very much appreciate that for us because uh, that's exactly what my, my children's book, The Adventures of the True Sunbeam is all about and ending the day on the positive note by those last pages in that book are the shining moments pages yeah. where mom gets to ask that most important question that shifts the focus back onto the positive. So, right. So with, so, but to, uh, to get back to our, our focus on your book here, is there a possible sequel in your future potentially? Well, when I started writing this book, uh, I actually ended it a different way than what it actually is in the book. And thanks to my good friend up in Ohio, he said, dude, this is so good. You need to figure out a way to make it a sequel. Uh, and I said, oh, I, I didn't think about that. And he said, because the way you've got it written, which is absolutely incredible, that should be your third sequel. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that. And so that's how I ended it uh, differently. And And yes, I do have a sequel planned and one after that, if Obviously, knock on wood, um, I can get the the activity, but there's nothing better in publishing than word of mouth. And I hope a lot of people have the opportunity to spread the word um, when they read the book. And uh, I hope I hope they enjoy it, and I hope they find some good in it, and it affects their life uh, mm-hmm. the way I know it has the ability to do, even though it's a fiction. Well, it's certainly the time for positive, uplifting messages and any kind yeah. of support to, to shift the energy uh, is, is where we need to be going. So thank you so much for us for, for putting that together for, for us. And our You're welcome. Well, and, and hey, we're getting to the end of our show for today, but I know you mentioned there's something special you're, you're giving to readers, and I want to give you a chance yes. to share that. Right. Absolutely. I wanted to do anything I possibly could do to give readers an opportunity to get a free peek inside or behind the curtain, if you will. And so if they go to my website, which is www.outskirtspress.com slash the young minds, and that is on your podcast uh, banner, mm-hmm. they, will, they will have an opportunity to read the first chapter for free. It is a flip book that is on my web page and uh, they'll be able to read the first chapter and also see the promotional video for the book as well. And just be ready for that hook because you're going to get hooked. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I did, I checked it Uh out and it, you you scroll down to the bottom of the page and it's right there. And we are going to put that link on our website as well to make it easy to find for everybody. So uh, we're, Definitely looking forward to that and, and hopefully lots of downloads and 
Man, Forrest, thank you so much for being here Very and for sharing much. your story and, and your hard-earned wisdom in the writing process. That's just, we love that. And thank the re- you. And the reminder to look uh, up important teachers in our world. Yes. And people that are influencing our yes. lives. So you, you, if you have out. one out there that you haven't connected with, do it. Just do it. You'll be glad you did. All Definitely. Right. Yeah. Well, I just want to remind our listeners that Uncle Mark and I are on a mission to help create a world that works for everyone and to uplift voices that aren't typically heard. So if you or someone you know is an author, musician, innovator, or someone with just a unique story to share that's opening hearts and minds, please reach out. Visit riseandshineisone.com to learn more and contact us about promotional services and even being a guest. Absolutely. And so thank you again, both to Forrest and for our, our, just as importantly to our listeners, thank you so much for being here because it takes all of us to make this show a reality. Uh, Mostly Lori, but uh, uh, spends 40 to 50 hours each week behind the scenes preparing each show. Our guests contribute their time, energy, and resources to deliver their wisdom, insights, and heartfelt gifts. Without you, our dear listeners, there would be no point in any of it. So we rely on you being here to listen. And and if you're enjoying the show and want to see it continue, here's how you can help. One, share the show. Say it after me. Share the show. Okay. With just three people you might think would appreciate it. And then leave us a review on the platform you're using to tune in. Then find and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn by searching for Rise and Shine as one. That's that's because we're number one. That's number one. Yeah. Right. yeah. Rise and Shine as number one. <laughs> Not dot com. Visit riseandshineas1.com. Click on the fan club button and buy us a cup of coffee. It won't be a cup of coffee because we'll be actually staying on the air with it. Just two bucks helps keep the show going, gives you exclusive access to premium content as well as your own personal satisfaction in knowing that you're helping make a positive difference in the lives of others every week. And we love making a difference. And so we know you do too. Otherwise you wouldn't be listening with us. So take action today and remember until next week, wherever you are, there's always time for remembering to rise rise and and shine. shine. Take care. Thank you for listening to Rise and Shine. Please join Lorianne Rising and Uncle Mark Olmstead for another great show next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, keep rising and shining. It's the sound of the joy, it's the sound.